Welcome to Time Played 3HR, podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name, it's Louie. And my name, it is Lockie, and this week uh, we together played three hours of The Last Express, that classic game. Let's talk about it. Let's duo this dingus. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I I went to bed late and woke up early and then <laughs> walked a lot today. Um You been outside today? Yeah. Obviously went How is it out there? It ain't bad. It's a nice day today. It's it's a fine day. I, yesterday was a lot nicer, and I didn't go out right. yesterday. But it was I think sixteen here yesterday, and today peaked a dizzying like eleven. I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So you're tired. Oh no, I'm just like, whew, you know, tired. One of those, yeah. But not not in like a um, oh my god not, not, not in a, not, not in a, I can't keep my eyes open I'm learning it's well, like I've I've whew, sort of not as tired as one might be if they ate a very large bowl of spaghetti a different tide a different, different tide kettle of fish yeah right yeah yeah but that that wouldn't that wouldn't play would it they could play hey yeah. there's always room for play all right um what is up this week we played uh another game one of yours a game that i think just about anyone could have suggest is a louis suggestion um what is that if anyone's it means a game that was released pre-2005 you don't pick anything (laughs) pre-2005 i think i must have I think I did the original Half-Life about forever ago. There you go. Uh, which came out in... You've done some, like, GameCube games and stuff like that <laughs> that were probably bought before I Hey, when did Half-Life 1... I actually have no idea when Half-Life 1 came out. Uh... 1998. Oh, this game came out a year after... The, uh, sorry, Half-Life came out a year after the game we played this week. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You're all thinking, okay, I'm going to skip this podcast. Uh, but don't. <laughs> no, they're not. But don't. Even though it may be a boring old game, doesn't mean it's going to be a boring old podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, like, one half of the games that we pick in that, the ones I pick, they're all boring old games. So if <laughs> people know. listen... Uh, why I'm still doing never... this, I don't know. Do you think there are some people that only like one half, like only like your selections, <laughs> only like my selections, no. and therefore skip every other week. No, no, not at all. I think I, I think there is someone that a does lot that. of people. Um, <laughs> and when we occasionally switch it up uh, with like a special episode, they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of people. Uh, a bunch. That are however only interested in a certain type of game, and 
only listen to the games that they're interested in, which totally I imagine sense. that that's quite a lot of people, like, there's the people that just listen to it weekly because it's a podcast, they recognize the voices at this point, they're happy to listen to it, and then they enjoy there it. are people. They're more than they're happy to, they actively enjoy it, I would hope. <laughs> I hope so, but I couldn't possibly say. Sure, 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 um, sure, sure, sure. Um, and then there's people that are like, well, no, because it's definitely not a show you're listening to for like, God, what's what what's Louie and Lockie going to recommend this week? No, what do you mean? <laughs> no one's on the edge of their seat, like looking for a game to play and they listen to 3HR to find out, right? That's not Why a thing. not? I think maybe because not, maybe, dumb games. maybe not in that sense. Just pick, you pick the same game over hello. And over again and I pick a bunch of boring Hello. Ones. Like, no, hello. <laughs> no one's We're not gonna... the only people like us on this earth, dude. You know, other people know, want to play these dumb games that we suggest. Other people might uh, empathize, not empathize, um, you know, feel the way we feel about a lot of these games um, mm. and wish to, uh, you know, wish to experience them. And, you know, this is a great platform for discovering games because we sometimes pick very out there games uh, that maybe wouldn't get a spot in the sunlight. Um, okay, what about this? I want to know what percentage of people that listen to this show tend to like the kind of games you pick versus the kind of games I pick. Like, how many League of Legends listeners do we have? Not as many. Versus... Not as many. Certainly not as League many. League of Legends is huge. Yeah, I know, but I think this podcast certainly appeals to a more... Probably a more single-player story-based audience, mm. I would assume. I, I mm. could be wrong. Uh, I guess the people that play League of Legends mostly play League of Legends mm. and therefore don't really care about... It's a sucker. It's the a Last time Express. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think, you, you know, the comparisons that one could make between League of Legends and The Last Express are innumerable. Infinite. Um, real time. Real time. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, both very frustrating games to play. Yep. Um well, I wouldn't say Last Express is, like, intensely frustrating because so, it's quite gentle. And and I think that is largely because we ended up playing this game together in a sort of co-op brain uh, mash experience. Um, mm. But anyway, people uh, they have heard The Last Express mentioned about ten times now, and they're thinking, what is this game? What is The Last Express, Lucky? Um, I think you would do this one more justice. I'm happy to take it, but I think in my mind, in my mind, the typical rule is the person that played it. Yeah, typically um, describes it all right. because it's more fun. Um, so, <laughs> and then no, no, sorry. The usual process is you describe it, and then <laughs> I shit all over your description, and then I describe it and do it about the same as bad. Or I don't know. I think I'm actually not a bad describer. Often, okay. often I think. Sometimes I am. If people want to, you know, pitch in and uh, back up one of us. I'll do a poll. <laughs> sure, do another poll. I think I definitely can occasionally pull out some very nice descriptions. Um, one of which won't be heard here for The Last Express. The Last Express is and can only be described as 
a ripoff of Murder on the Orient Express, uh, which is a very famous, well, Agatha Christie book, mm-hmm. um, where there is a murder on the Orient Express, and The Last Express is also a murder mystery game uh, that is on the Orient Express. Um, it's set. It's, it's the it's the last Orient Express. I don't think it is the last one. It is the last one. It's the last one going. Ever? Yeah. No. The Orient Express yeah. still runs, doesn't it? No. In some form. I don't know. That's really dumb. Um, I thought this was the... Well, because so the last Express takes place like a few days before World War One kicks off. Yes, um, but I, I assumed it was probably... I assume that's what it means by the last Express is like this is the last train to be running before World War One kicks off. It, yeah, I mean, we didn't get too far in the plot, but... So, you know, there is plenty of room for the name to be explained um, from content we have not played through. It was, cer- it was hey, are you gonna let me the last Express. Are you going to let me try and describe this game or not? <laughs> but, what's the, but, what's the uh, story? Whatever his name was. What's his name? The guy who made this that you talked about for like... No, the guy, the dead character. Oh. What's the name of the character? Uh, Whitney. 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 It's me, Whitney. <laughs> Sorry. What, Lucky, carry on. Tell me about The Last Express. Uh, okay. The Last Express is a murder mystery game that was made in 97 um it is essentially a point and click adventure game with classic puzzles and moving around a space and opening up your inventory and trying to figure things out except it is however in real time um which is very interesting uh, so characters on the train do things on a schedule and you can play through this game um at whichever pace you want and try and use character schedules to maybe go into their room when they're not there, uh, meet people in certain places. Um, That does, however, mean that you mess up a lot. And when that happens, the game resets and says you failed and you go back in time to a certain point and you can then continue your mystery uh, from said point. Uh, The only other kind of interesting thing about this game, that's not true. Uh, One of the interesting things about this game is that uh, it is made by that bloke who loves rotoscoped <laughs> animations. Um, can't get enough. So he I don't enough. remember his name. I'm sure you can. Jordan Jordan Mechner. Jordan Mechner. Um, of Prince of Persia fame. Yes. Uh, he thought then this would be a good game to make. And for example, you can see in this game a 1914 conductor walk toward you with a realistic animation. Mm-hmm. Um... That's all you need to know. Uh, The plot of it is you are an American man who is set to meet his American friend on the train. However, when he turns up, he discovers there has been a murder on the Orient Express. Uh, And it is your job to figure out why he was murdered, who murdered him, what's the story. What's the dealio? I think that's the first line of dialogue. Yeah. Whitney. What is the dealio with this dead Whitney man? What's the dealio? And then you throw him out the window. You do. Yes, you um, do. Lucky, I think you nailed it there, man. It was, it, I don't have much more to add. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, rotoscoped animations, first-person kind of... Kind of feels like you're playing like a mist or something in that sense. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, um, so we've we've mentioned the animation. I think 
let's just get it out of the way in a embracing fa- in a embracing manner. Um, the animation is good. It's good. It's cool. Uh, very often, it's pretty effective when you see the uh, rather large train conductor walking towards you, and he goes, "Excuse me, monsieur." He the voice acting's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad in this game. Uh, I love. I think the voice acting's okay. I, well, I think I think, I think a lot of it is spoken in native tongue. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that stuff is, nice. is pretty good. What I think one of the best things about this game is that there is a whole heap of different nationalities speaking all sorts uh, of languages, um, and it's all subtitled. Uh, but it's it's a cool thing to experience in a game because it's not something you see very often. Yeah, it definitely it's definitely trying to capture that feel of traveling through all of europe mm-hmm. um um yeah i it's interesting you say the animation stuff's good i kind of was quite disappointed by it um in that uh it just maybe it just really shows a its age but it looks intensely it seems like it was an intensely ambitious thing to do in that um it's like full full rotoscoping um like, it's facial animation rotoscoping. Like, it's very detailed, except for the fact that, like, there's not a lot of frames for most of it. Um, I guess probably because the memory at the time. Like, most most shots, most things um, are, like, I don't even know. Like, every every half a second the frame changes. And, and it um, depends as well. I mean, I think, for example, when people walk down the corridor, it's very clean. However, when you, th- yeah, when you like throw, full, like 12 FPS when you throw Whitney out the window... That's like 0. 0.5 FPS. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that almost it's like kind of like you know watching a slideshow. It's kind of it's like it feels like you're watching like when they make sort of like animated comic sort of things. Like when they don't have time to actually make a cutscene, they make those sort of like yeah, the face sort of floats to the side instead of having any actual animation to it. And like it's not like it's not like that's a bad thing, but I think just for me when I when I heard that. The guy that made Prince of Persia um, made another game which used rotoscoping, and it was sort of had full 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 motion body facial capture stuff. Like I was like, okay, I got to see this. But it was also made in '97, so so like um, yeah. it's not kind of what I was guess I was quite hoping for. There are some great moments, like I I you mentioned the the like conductors and the passengers walking up and down the par- carriageways and stuff like. They um not only is the walking directly at you cool because like the character's getting bigger and bigger as it comes towards you, but they, they literally um scooch past you to the left and to the right. Um and they sort of just like scooch past the camera basically. Um it's great. It looks really good. Um it's really sort of it happens constantly so you <laughs> so you get used to it. Um um but um the first few times it's a pretty neat little trick. Uh and there are like some moments where it's yeah, where it is full and it looks good. But again, also I think in general I wasn't a huge fan of the art style. Um, well, I mean, I just there are places where it just really, it it's so hard. I mean, this game is sort of full of the good and the bad in turn. Mm. So the bodies I think generally look pretty good. The faces in this game generally look horrendous. Um, it's it's all rotoscoped, but there is sort of no attempt at shadow, or often real definition of features. So you know it might be like a really nice looking three D moving body with this sort of flat, 
weird face coming towards you. Especially so when you can tell that they've like added a mustache <laughs> to the person's well, I was face. Looking, I was looking at like some of the production photos of it and it's really interesting the way they shot it was um they shot it just like on film as you would um but the characters are fully dressed in these outfits and they're they're wearing like these this really strong heavy set makeup almost like people have just drawn on the face. Oh, really? So they, so they, they've kind of all. It's like they rotoscoped the makeup on them to be what the char- character would actually look like. So I guess it's easier to color in when you're actually doing it. Um, but it's really interesting to see the screenshots because, like, of the film, because it just looks kind of like the characters actually do. Like there isn't much interpretation for the illustrator or the animator to to take. Mm. Um, so obviously they were going for like a, that sort of certain flat aesthetic, but I just I just feel like the combination of the rotoscoping with the sort of pre-rendered three D environment stuff, I just don't think it gels quite right. Not in the same way that like Prince of Persia does. No, but um, I mean as well, it's so much easier to do a sort of side scrolling platform. Yeah, I mean, Pre- Prince of Persia was all pixels, like it was all pixel art. Yeah. Like um, whereas this is between hand drawn and three D generated environments. So in a three D space. It just, yeah, it just clashes a little bit too much for me. It, it, um, it, if you guys ever played games on your school computer in yeah. the late 90s, early 2000s, it looks like every game that was on your school computer. Yeah, just imagine, just ima- just think back to that moment that you first opened up Mavis Be- Beacon's typing, typing even, like, and you, and you meet Mavis. Did Mavis have... <laughs> Uh, um, no, she was. She was a. She was a. I mean, it, it, it's a type of rotoscoping. It was digitized rotoscoping, so it was like, wow. Just um, it was like Mortal Kombat, like look at cut out Mavis. Um, what a hero! What I a mean, hero. <laughs> I actually have so much respect. She's not a real woman, <laughs> unfortunately. She's on Mavis. all the. She's on all of the boxes. It's uh, they've had several different Mavis beacons. Acting as Mavis Beacon. Oh, have they? Yeah, she, she's not a she's a fictional character. Wow, you done your yeah. research, dude. No, I I watched a YouTube video a few months ago. I can't remember. I by um, what's her name? It I doesn't think... look like Mavis Beacon. This, the Last Express doesn't look like Mavis Beacon at all. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, there's a, but in terms of that, like '90s PC, like yeah, that kind general, of general. Um, but imagine like a more 3D generated. And Mavis Beacon does have, like, little 3D zones that you sort of click through to move around, okay. I seem to recall. Um, uh, sorry, the YouTuber was, I think she's called Raven Simone. She did quite a good video about Mavis Beacon. Um, nice. Anyway. Um, uh, Mavis Beacon. Yeah. Yeah, Mavis Beacon. Um, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like Mavis Beacon. Hey, um, <laughs> what was the, your favorite game that you played on your school computer? Oh my goodness! Like ones that were pre-installed. Yeah. My, I think the one that I remember wanting to play the most was Theme Hospital. Wow, they had Theme Hospital. Dude, they had Theme Hospital at the school that we went to. Hey, did you hear what that did to my voice? Yeah, you were really excited <laughs> about Theme Hospital, <laughs> which is surprising because it, you like, were my there. voice broke during <laughs> that. Uh, I don't remember playing Theme Hospital on a. Maybe I'm getting confused I think with you're my getting school confused. before I met you, I th- but I'm pretty sure I remember playing Theme Hospital in the IT room. Fair. Um, maybe not. Maybe that was. I, I really don't school. think that was us. I definitely played Theme Hospital at school. What oh, a great no, game. Yeah, no, it was my old school. I'm just remembering I was by who I played it with. Yeah, it's cool. Good. 
All good. You didn't play Theme Hospital. Uh, nope. But good, good computer game. Good computer yeah. game. Yeah. I don't know why that was there. Um, what a result. For me. What about you? Darby the Dragon. Don't think I know Darby the Dragon. Holy shit. Talk about point-and-click adventure games. Oh, mama mia. This was a puppy of a game, I'm telling you. I'm looking up Darby the Dragon. Why don't you do that for 3HR? I thought, I thought about it, but I think it would probably be a pretty bad game choice. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know this. Um, I really think it's probably oh, you not know, well you known. You know what's freaking crazy? What? It's published by the same people that published Last Express. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's published by a company called Brodabun. That is absolutely hilarious. That's wild. Um, what were those little blobs called? I always forget the name of them. I'm going to need more. <laughs> They're like, it, like they teach you like I think it was like maths and some. English. Oh, like keep, no, that's the famous thing. What are they called? Um, People will be screaming it. The PC game I definitely played. In fact, I played it like at people's homes. It was it was fun. What was enough. that one? This isn't the one you're talking about, but like the quill quill bets quill bots. Maybe that is what I'm talking about. Quill bots. <laughs> um, quill bot is a. Thesaurus. <laughs> uh, it's like the, they were like the the the, 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 qui- the the jinkies or like yeah, the squibbles or, or something. Kids Nubble. School. We played Nubble in maths. Yeah. Nubble was wicked. Nubble. Yeah, freaking Nubble. Double man. Nubble. Any, any, anyway, The Last of Us. I mean, The Last Someone Express. Was- Someone who remembers probably James, because I think James had it. Um, can you just tell me what the name of that game was? Thanks. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Last Express. Uh, any other interesting things visually? They do this weird thing where it changes aspect ratio depending on what room of the carriage you're in. So in the passageways, it's like super narrow, kind of like you're playing an iPhone uh, <laughs> iPhone game. And then when you get into, like, the canteen and the whatever, the other bigger spaces, the aspect ratio widens, which is a nice idea. But it's especially playing on PC where, like, the UI kind of looked terrible um, because it was, like, an updated version and stuff like that. It just looked a little odd. I mean, um, it, it really did look odd, and I think it was pretty jarring when we first got into it. But the more I played it, the more I got into it. And I think it was quite immersive. Um, in a lot of ways. And I think this game does do a pretty good job at making you feel like you're on a train. And I think that's largely just because the layout of the space that you have available to you, which is essentially three carriages or four carriages in a row. Um, And so you just spend the entire game walking up and down the carriages. And uh, and it feels narrow. It feels like you're in a train. I think they do a a pretty good job at capturing that feeling of train travel. Uh, Lucky. If I may interrupt for one moment, mm-hmm. they were called the Zumbinis. Mm. You don't remember the Zumbinis? Let me, uh, Zumbinis, spelt B-I-N-I-S. Um, you could customize your Zumbini, so you get to make, like, ten of them before you set off on your journey. Well, maybe I a different like eyes. a Zumbini maths game. Little, like, spring not legs. Cool. I feel like every one I gave was had spring legs. You are obsessed with spring legs. Yeah, I can't stop. I was disappointed there wasn't any spring legs in the Last Express, actually. <laughs> um, 
and while we're bashing on the game looking bad, I think. <laughs> I we're think not, we're talking about Zumbinos. I, I Well, <laughs> we were. Um, I think parts of the train look really nice too. I think that in I think the red carriage and the blue uh, and the green carriage, um, which are sort of the main two uh, carriages with people's living quarters. Um, I think they both look pretty good. I really, I really have very little issue with either of them. This, I, it, this game feels like a lot of research went into it. Yeah, um, it, it feels like they were like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta look up the Orient Express. Like, what, what was that all about? And then um, they really sort of went away and did all that stuff. And it feels good. It feels like well defined as a space. Yeah, um, I mean, you walk down that carriage, and it's interesting because. There are maybe eight uh, compartments, what would you call them? Carriage compartments, little cubbies yeah. for people to, what is that word? Rooms. <laughs> Let's go with rooms. <laughs> um, eight little rooms per carriage. And as you move down the carriage, you literally have to move in eight clicks. Because every time you click forwards, you sort of move up to the space of that next door. And uh, it's not a long carriage, so you sort of have to click through and you sort of get this weird perspective of you just sort of floating forwards through this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the yeah, tunnels and are it, good it and like the rooms a, are good. Um, because it's sort of real time and, like, everyone's moving around the space on this sort of timer, um, people are having conversations at certain times, you can miss stuff. Um, it does have that sense of feeling quite like a quite lively and quite sort of... Yeah, quite alive without sounding yeah. too dorky about it. it like, they feel, it like feels you, great. I, I really think they did a great job with making this feel like a living space. Yeah, you'll be walking like down a corridor, and it can be overwhelming sometimes because like several different people will be having conversations, different conversations at the same time in different um, languages. In different languages, um, so like it can be a lot of like very stimulating, and then sometimes it can be completely dead because no one's in the area. And you can really feel that difference when, like, you're in a place where no one is and you're in a place where other people are. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's it, kind yeah. of great. I, I think... Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there were times when we had to sneak into um, someone's room. However, there was a conductor posted at the end of the carriageway, and you have to wait for them to move and to look away before you can get into the room. Otherwise, they'll be like, Monsieur, Madame, uh, Motrice is not in right now, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Your carriage is down the hall. Yeah, and yeah, it. I kind of love that feeling of okay, no one else is around. However, I'm literally just standing here waiting for like a minute, while in real time the clock is <laughs> passing, is. and we uh, just want to try and sneak into this room, but the dude's not giving us a chance. Um, yeah, and I think I think that that sense of like realism and place, I think, is quite well done into the puzzles where like at least for the bit we played the puzzles felt quite sort of naturalistic if that's the way you can describe the stuff of like they don't feel like super adventure gamey of like get the thing and combine it with the other thing to make this weird sort of uh goldberg machine thing happen they're very natural of like i overheard someone mention that there's a key that can there's a one of the guard keys can get into all the compartments um and i also heard that it turns out for some reason, one of these characters probably has it. And what you, it's a lot, the puzzles feel like what they're asking you to do is what would you do in this situation and not what would the 
random thing the designer make up to sort of make a fun moment. They feel very real, like, it's like, oh, well, if I need to get in that room, um, could I climb out the window? And then, oh, that works. And obviously that leads to its own frustration sometimes with the thing not doing what you expect it to. But it didn't feel as, like, egregious as a lot of other adventure games get in that sense. When it's just, yeah, this puzzle makes no logical sense. Yeah, everything made sense, and it felt quite... It never felt like... The game... I never... Even though we... Well, it wasn't that puzzly, really, was it? No. Even though we we were technically stuck towards the end, it never felt like I had all the options and I didn't know what to do with the options, or I had all the options, but I was missing an item. It just felt like I maybe hadn't... I don't know. Well, that's the thing. There's also this weird dynamic of it being in real time and being like, well, maybe I just missed something on the other end of the train because I was faffing around here too long. Um, So it does kind of leave you lost, but it's it's a... I tell you what, we played this game... So we played... We both played half an hour by ourselves and then I suggested we come together and play it together because I thought it'd be a much more enjoyable experience. And I think playing it together... I enjoyed, um, but I think if I was to play that same experience by myself, I would have been ten times worse. I mean, to be honest, I don't even really feel like I solved any puzzles. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't really. That's the thing. Like, that's you just sort we... of stumble across them, and you hear about something, and you go, oh, okay, well, we haven't done this yet. It's sort of more than solving puzzles. It's you trying to get places where you haven't yet been, and yeah. the answer generally being in that place. Mm, mm, yeah. And it's also like, it's in real time and um, there are loads and loads of fail states. Um, so, uh, I mean, the first example is when you get onto the train, you discover your friend's dead body. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the first fail state. I got no. one before that when I didn't even discover the body because I didn't know what room it was in. And then it was like, dum, dum, dum. Someone found the body before you. Oh, do you not jump into the room where the body is? I thought like, no, no, it doesn't you start. Don't... I just started walking around the train. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, anyway, you, but yeah, so there, there are, there are like, you can do loads of things at any time to cause the game to end um one of the first ones that happened to me was i pulled the emergency brake um because as you do you click on things and i saw the thing i was like okay there's a dead body here i guess i'll pull the emergency brake and alert everyone um but turns out the character you're playing is a fugitive (laughs) um and so like some text comes up and says you've been caught but that sounds like it sucks but the game's actually really forgiving in terms of um rewinding time um so the game is like casually checkpointing at certain points throughout the process process and obviously it's been like designed so that you can't screw yourself over um so you can just like click back and it'll just sort of rewind time um as far as you like to go and then click replay from wherever you want it's a pretty good Um, way of doing it to be honest yeah yeah and it it works quite well and then like yeah there are constant sort of new you're obviously you're on this train for the whole trip technically but um people get on and off at stops so like you start making deals with certain people on the train and like this guy's like, if you don't get me the thing before uh, Vienna, I'm leaving. Um, and so that means you have whatever, three hours of, of in-game time. Um, to find some gold. T- 
to 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 find the gold to give to the guy so so you get the weapons which means that the people that are sort of blackmailing you don't kill you because you didn't get the weapons um but if that does happen Spoilers. then you can just rewind back three hours so it's, it's really fine and then and then you can go explore the parts of the train you didn't see um so yeah it does it does remind me of like that like majora's mask stuff mm-hmm. um which is cool i love that stuff um it's always really satisfying yeah it is it always um is a pleasure to experience talking, and it just, talking like, about things that aren't a pleasure to experience yeah. just quickly uh this is one of those games <laughs> that expects you to read way too much yes it's a lot of text <laughs> although i will say you're right does, you don't, don't actually have expects to. you to because we got through fine without reading it you're right i you're 100 percent right but i think the, the i think maybe a better way to describe it is it presents you with a lot of text and you don't know if you need to read it yeah, and that's true. you feel resistant to it because it's a crap ton of text um, about some and I, historical interaction between two people. I, if I was playing it on my own, I would have read that stuff. Um, but playing with another person is like, there's no way I'm just going to sit here and read while they hopefully also read. <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, it's like when you had to share a textbook at school. It does feel like that, yeah. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers everything I want to say. Do you have anything else you want to talk about for The Last Express? There were some funny uh, voice lines. I wrote, wrote down there, who is it? I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, that was because um, <laughs> we were inside the bathroom and we knocked on the door out to the room. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> This is pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, a bit of context here. Uh, In the setup of these rooms, there was often a shared bathroom in between two of the carriages, um, which, you know, could be entered from either side. Uh, And you could go in the bathroom and, you know, if there was no one in the other room, you could sneak through the bathroom into the person's room. Uh, but if there was someone in their room and you tried to go through, you would then knock on the door and then they would say, who is it? And and then your reply is, I'll be out in a minute. (laughs) And the idea of someone going to the toilet (laughs) and then you you just hearing a knock while someone's on the toilet and going, hello? And they'll be like, I'll be out in a minute. (laughs) It's like the weirdest form of gaslighting. It's like, it's so... (laughs) Oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you knock on the door, and then someone's like, "Who is it? Who is it?" And you're like, "I'm busy in here. I'll be out. I'll be out. I'll be out in a second, mate. One sec. <laughs> Can you just wait? <laughs> you knock, man. Come on. Anyway, it's it's kind of funny. Um, it is kind of funny. Yeah, that's me, Dan. You got anything else I, you want to say about the Lost Express? Um. No. Uh, are, you, are you happy you made us play this? Yeah, I, 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 it's one of those games that I would like to play more, but I don't know if I have the energy for it. Um, um, I think it's a really interesting game. I know that a lot of people, it was critically received well, very well, but it was like a huge commercial failure. Um, it was like very expensive to make and no one bought it. Um, and uh, And those kind of things are always interesting to check out. Uh, but I just don't know if, I don't know if I could, it depends how long it is. Like if I could get through the rest of the game in like, it's seven and a half hours. I looked it up when we were playing it. 
That's too long. That's too long. I think if it was like five hours, <laughs> if it was just two hours shorter, I'd be fine. Mm. But um, that's fair. But what am I? Well, you know, I, I need those extra two hours. I get that. You don't want to play this game for seven hours. No. Um, cool. Do you want to know what you're playing next week? Um, only if it's Zumbinis. It is not Zumbinis. Um, it is a game. I'll give you some clues. It is a game that I had not heard about until I was looking for a game to play. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the kind of thing I would recommend. Um, I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, (laughs) It is part of a very popular franchise. Okay. Um, It is... Have I heard of it? I'm sure you probably have heard of it. Okay. Um, It's just that you said that you hadn't heard of it. I hadn't heard of it. But I think you're, you know, more in the loop than I am. I'm in the loop. Um, I don't know what sort of more clue. Do you have any guesses? That's not a lot to go on. It's not a lot, but it's like a, it's like a sliver of information. But it's almost it's enough. Pop- it's almost it. So okay, think of a popular franchise. Okay. Okay, and say it. <laughs> Call of Duty. Uh, no, bigger, bigger scale goes beyond video games. Oh, it's an IP. It's an IP. It's a it's an IP that spans multiple mediums. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomb Raider. Mm-mm. Much bigger. Uh, there's nothing bigger than Tomb Raider. <laughs> what it, um, beyond video games? Yeah, Tomb Raider has oh at least two films. Okay, well this one has Three, like four, four more films? than ten films. <laughs> I think that's four films. This one's got like twelve films. I don't know. Uh, 12, 12 films. There's not many that have 12 films. Star Wars. Yes. Okay. I want to take a stab. Uh, is, did it come out recently? I don't know. I think, I think it actually did. I think it came out. Is recently. it that Star Wars Squadrons game? Yes, it is. It's Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I'm still on EA Play for, I think, another week. Ah, I got a notification today that it's over for me. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I'm I'm part of um I'm still paying for Xbox Game Pass and EA just like combined forces with it, so I think I can still play it. Amazing. Well we'll find out. We can always swap it up. Um if no, not fine. I just thought you know, I've I've always really liked the idea of flying games. Um and this one looked like it had everything I could want in a flying game other than the hardware that I lack, like VR and a flight stick. Um, mm. However, it looks really fun and like a game I would really like to try and the sort of game that I've kind of always wanted to play but never actually yeah, played. Yeah, it's funny because you've like gently mentioned flight sims recently. No, I feel not like. even, no, I don't think recently. I mean, when yeah, I Flight thought... Simulator came out. I well, yeah, so it. Flight Simulator, but you, you did mention the other day. Um, You've been talking about um, Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Um, like, that's the thing. I've wanted to play a game like this for ages, and I've never really played, like, a good, fast-paced... I think, like, a space one would be more interesting. 
And this looks like a really fast-paced, fast-paced, crazy space flying simulator. Uh, and I don't know. I just I've always thought the idea of flying a plane quickly um, <laughs> would be fun. And it's definitely not. I think I will feel ill every fifteen minutes, and I'll have to stop um, all the damn it's, time. It's, is but, it? A, it's a multiplayer only game. No, it's got single player as well as multiplayer. Okay, I thought it was just like a multiplayer thing. And there's the. Gameplay trailer looked very fun. Uh, is it? I don't know, but we'll find out. I have no idea. It reviewed I okay. That... I mean, we're getting into spoilers for next week's episode here, but... Uh-huh. Well, we wouldn't want to spoil our opinions. Yeah, that we ha- for a game we haven't played. Mm-hmm. Um, it reviewed pretty well. It reviewed well. Like sound of that. Um, you know, 80s. I'm looking here, 4 out of 5, 83%, 90, 79% uh, for okay. flight simulator that looks really fun. I'm at least looking forward to playing three hours and trying it out. Star Wars. Yeah. I haven't played a cool. Star Wars game in ages. Cool. Cool. All right, dude. Uh, good stuff. Thank you for um, joining forces throughout this game. I definitely would have struggled. Had I had to play this by myself for three hours. Thank you for... No, thank you for playing it. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> it means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will take that praise. This podcast goes up every Monday, apart from when Lockie eats too much spaghetti. Um, I'm giving you a moment. What do you mean? I'm giving you a moment to interject there. It wasn't because I was eating too much spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like it was. <laughs> no, you were like, can we do it later? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then it, or, or like. And then I was like, I changed my mind and I texted you a couple hours later. And then you But were it was like, at like eight o'clock. You were like, let's not do it today. I was like, no worries. And then at eight o'clock, you're like, hey, should we do it today? And I was like, oh, I've just eaten so much spaghetti that I'm kind of past it now. I just I just really like thinking about the fact that <laughs> you weren't planning to eat loads of spaghetti. <laughs> but then the podcast was off. So no, no, I, like, I would have right. eaten the same amount anyway. <laughs> Time for the biggest bowl it was, of spaghetti. It was merely, it was merely, it's a state <laughs> it's I would have always been in. But it's probably not a state fit for podcasting. So I figured <laughs> I could go. I could go for some spaghetti. Hey, come round to my place yesterday and break lockdown laws. But I think I got salmon. I think I'm making salmon after this. Ugh. Grim. I like salmon. It's the only fish I eat. It's fine. You're right. It's fine. Wait, really? You're not a big yeah. white fish man. Um, I don't mind like haddock if it's like in rice or something, but um, huh. well, like I don't cod. like in terms in terms of like no, I don't like cod. Fish um, and chips. Terms, I don't like fish and chips. You got a freak alert. It's just all batter. It's gross. It's like so gross and heavy. Hey, and we used to eat it at school. Tastes like, tastes like nothing. You liked it at like school. Nothing. Hey, do you remember when you at went at school when you had that chip and. <sighs> Do you not remember this? This was an iconic moment for us. You took your fork with the chip on it, you put it down on the plate, and you lifted it up, and a bit of ketchup had stuck two peas to it, like eyes. 
and it killed us. <laughs> do you remember that? No. I, 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 no, 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 no. I, I do this all the time to other people. I never remember anything. Uh, but this one is one that stands out to me. <laughs> you were like, you accidentally lifted this chip up. And it just kind of held in. It was just kind of looking at us with these two PIs that had stuck on by ketchup. <laughs> and we both lost it. As Yeah, I mean, as you would. Yeah. Food with a face. How can you not? That was when they still did battered fish and chips. Yeah, before they replaced it with the uh, bolognese or whatever it was. No, the... they kept fish Fridays, but they did like a steamed fish. I thought they replaced it with... I thought the special, the fun dish was like a... A sort of a nacho... Yeah, that was Nacho Tuesdays. Oh, Christ. That is Nacho Tuesday. Except it wasn't. It was it was, it was like dry tortilla chips. They and were so some, nice. Like, oh, my God. Mitts. And I had a deal with Sean. He didn't like the tortillas. And he used to just give me... <laughs> and these things were, you know, people would always be like, oh, my God, look how many I got. And then people would look at me and they'd be like, why do you have double everyone else's? And I'd be like, that's my boy, Sean. We got a deal. God, yeah. I feel like if you ever wanted a deal, you got to go with Sean. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of thing that makes you think, oh, sometimes you can just figure stuff out in life that just does put you ahead. Yeah. Like, setting up a deal to get all of Sean's nachos. Mm. Man, that's... That's the, that's, that's, the that's the step. Let's end this episode. We should uh, shout out his, uh, his <laughs> PSN ID. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can, because I'm don't think he's um, been on it in probably 15 right. years. So. Everyone get get on your PS3. But it um, might I think it has a surname so we shouldn't say that. It does not have a surname. Oh, does it not? I don't remember. Oh, maybe is. he changed it, but his original one was um one mad guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was one mad guy. <laughs> one mad guy. Um Sean, if you're listening to this, how you doing, bud? It's been a while. Um let's End. Let's end this. Let's get out of here. Quick. A brain surgeon now, I hear. He's a doctor. Yeah, I did with brains. I don't think so. Last I spoke to him, it was about brains. Oh. But that was a long time ago. Let's that was... end this. Let's end this. End this podcast. <laughs> I want to hear um, about Sean. <laughs> thank you for listening. We go up um, time every Monday, three. apart from when Lockie eats spaghetti. Stop. Um, that's, where we, that's where we were. It was the spaghetti thing. Um, and then uh, it goes up on Spotify and iTunes and all the other ones. Uh, we've got Instagram, Twitter, and a Gmail at timeplay3hr. Tell us what's your type of favorite spaghetti. Um, and um, what game did you play at school? Um, and thanks for listening. Uh, Lucky. Catch you next week.